Hey, yo, the person who sends you this wants you to know. We got to get the game back together for another episode. Technical. Difficulties. Guests. Random. Structure. Non-existent. Comedy. Gold. Sex appeal. Hi. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's John Flynn. And Sierra Morabito. With what about it? Hey guys, welcome back for episode 10 of What About It? We're back, episode 10, let's do this. We're back from a little hiatus. We're sorry, we missed you, but we're back. Oh my gosh, yeah. I hope you guys didn't forget about us. We have just been so insanely busy, but we've been thinking about you 24-7. Yes, we have been nonstop talking. (laughs) Yes. Holy shit, did you guys all just hear that? Anyways, uh, anyways, uh, we're already off to a messy start. We had technical <laughs> difficulties today, so just bear with us. But yes, we're please. back, and we had to come back with in a strange way. So <laughs> first off, let's just say thank you for the love on Jackie's episode. We love that funny queen. I mean, she is just the queen of pranks. She is just something else. So I hope that you guys all listened to it and all loved it. And if you haven't, be sure to listen to it because we're obsessed with Jackie. Uh, We love that episode. Please get caught up like fake fans. You had all this time and you haven't listened yet. I can't. Okay. Seriously. We're back and lots has happened. Listen, I don't want to go into it. We can go into another episode. I've been having some health things going on that I've been dealing with and I have a lot mm-hmm. of exciting new music I'm working on just I've been busy 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 and I know you are too Sierra yeah so I'm preparing for my big move coming up in just a couple weeks so yeah takes LA <laughs> ah, literally so excited but anywho should we get right into our pick of the weeks oh and by the way we have an amazing inspiring guest today so Oh, you guys are just get ready for an amazing conversation. She's the best. Yeah. All right. So into our picks of the week. What do you have for us this week? All right. So my pick of the week is one that I am super excited about. For anyone who knows me, hopefully, you know, my coffee order and I always have to have coconut milk as my, um, milk cream of choice within my coffee and it's just like my favorite flavor it's the like in my opinion the best for you I mean don't like cite me <laughs> but it's Dr. Just, Sierra said yeah but I just prefer it um as opposed to like almond milk or oat milk mm. I genuinely like the taste of coconut and I when I'm at I do home, oh really I'll have to try it I'm oh, open I didn't like it. coconut water but maybe I think not. people either love it or hate it because mm-hmm. like I know I have a lot of friends who like hate coconut milk but like I have just always grown up like drinking coconut beverages because my mom loves them so like for my creamer if I'm making coffee at home it's always coconut milk creamer and like when I go to Starbucks I always get like a coconut milk latte usually the skinny cinnamon dolce um coconut milk latte (laughs) in case anyone's curious and I only get two pumps of the cinnamon dolce because I don't like it's too sweet but anyways um when it comes to creamer, it has been tough to find it at Dunkin and they recently came out with (gasps) coconut cream is it good And it's really good. I tried it yesterday and it was funny. I went to Dunkin' with my sister specifically to get like the, a cold brew with coconut Mm. milk in it. And I ordered it and they handed it to me and like, it, you know, you can just tell when coffee's black versus when it has creamer in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The coffee was black. It didn't have any creamer in it. And I was like, um, this was supposed to be like, have coconut milk in it. And they were like, it is. And I was like, 
there's no coconut milk in this you can tell they're like they're lady like, we put oh, it in sorry <laughs> yeah but they didn't actually put it in they just thought they did so oh. we ended up getting a free coffee because we got to keep that hey. black one and then they gave me a new one that had the coconut milk in it. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I really liked it. And I recommend that everybody goes to try the coconut milk. Oh, and the way that I got it, which I think I already said, but is in a medium cold brew and with just a dash of coconut milk in there. If anyone wants to try it how I did, but I loved it. So, so qu stupid question. Do, do you think the different coconut milks taste different from like Starbucks versus Dunkin? Because like, I know almond oh, milk yeah. tastes differently to me. Oh, yes, definitely. Like coconut milk, it, it definitely has different tastes. For example, the coconut milk I buy for home is by um either like Wegmans brand or mm. by Natural Bliss. And okay. that has like a sweeter taste versus the coconut milk at Starbucks is not as sweet. And I thought this Dunkin' one was not really sweet either. So yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Well, when you're enjoying Anyways, your coconut you, milk from Dunkin', you can be enjoying my pick of the week, which is actually a TV show. It's this TV show that I'm obsessed with. It's called Prodigal Son. Oh. And have you seen it before? I haven't. What is it? It is so good. So it's a newer show. It's only on its second season. And it's actually on, it airs on Fox right now. It's airing like towards the end of it, I assume, of the second season. And it is such a good show. It is this like crazy premise where there's a serial killer who, was Ooh, like love. has this son who now works with the NYPD to solve uh, murders. He's a profiler and works with his dad who's in solitary confinement. And it's just like the craziest show. It's on Hulu and like I said, premieres on Fox. So get caught up, watch it. It's so good. I recommend it. Oh my gosh. Wait, so, I actually would love to watch this because I love shows like that that are kind of like murder mystery, the true yeah, crime genre. It's really good. I think every character was like casted perfectly. So tune in. Let me know what you think. Wow. I definitely will. Okay, so into our next segment. The ketchup. <laughs> Not to be mistaken with mustard. Okay, so we wanted to give you guys a quick ketchup this week because as you'll hear soon, our beautiful, fantastic guest cares a lot about health. So we thought, why not keep it in that realm? So mm -hmm. I wanted to bring up something that I have been seeing on TikTok literally every time I open my For You page. What is it? Sh so shout out to Miss, um, her username is at Lala Lou. <laughs> and what she does is she makes um, this garlic uh, snack that has really huh. blown up, gone viral. Everyone is trying it. John, have you heard of this by any chance? No, I actually have not. What? So what is it? She's just making <laughs> okay. like some dish with garlic or something? <laughs> okay, so basically what she does is she buys a jar of pickled garlic from any grocery store. Mm -hmm. She takes the pickled garlic, drains the liquid out of it, adds a heaping amount of sriracha, thyme, and chili powder, puts the lid back on, and shakes it up, like, really aggressively. And then she eats the entire jar in one sitting as a snack. What? Is there yeah. a reason? Is it, like, good for you or something? Well, apparently it tastes amazing because everyone who has been like duetting her video or like just recording over it and mm -hmm. trying it is like, holy crap, like this is so good. So I've been dying to try it, but garlic, pickled garlic is sold out everywhere because of um, Lala. She um, better be getting her cut. I know. What the heck? Like she's, it's selling out. That's, that, listen, that's crazy that like th someone will go viral on TikTok and then you can't find it. 
Yeah. And and also like the crazy thing about garlic too, which I don't even think people know who are like duetting it just to eat it because it sounds like a crazy snack is that there are actually so many benefits to consuming garlic. Like garlic is really good for you. So like some benefits are like it is highly nutritious, but has very minimal calories. So you can eat your full jar girl. Um, (laughs) It is really good for immunity, immunity boosting. So it can combat sickness, like colds Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it just has like really good benefits. So you just that's... might need some gum after, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's something I wonder is like how long does the smell stick with you if you're eating a whole jar? I just feel like that would be like I like garlic, obviously, but I feel like it would I guess not, but I feel like it'd be so powerful, like overpowering to eat like a whole little jar of it. But well, I guess it would have the flavors, season. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll have so, to try this and come and report back. We should, we should both try it this week and then on our next put on our TikTok. Time. Oh my God. Yes. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> there you go. Well, interesting. If, if anybody has, yeah. yeah. And if anyone has tried it, DM us and tell us, cause I'm genuinely curious if it really is that good as people are making it look. Plus if anyone else knows any other like weird, healthy snack or like life hack type things, like I love how it's so interesting how she thought to even do that. I mean, I would never think I to know. go buy that, dump out the juice and mix them. I- me me i would never think to do that but now i'm like dying to try it yes well okay so sticking with this whole idea of healthy you know we really here have been trying to throughout the podcast really make healthier life changes and Mm -hmm. make create a lifestyle for ourselves that is as healthy as possible and best for us both mind body and soul and our next guest is someone that really embodies that and has made a lot of life changes should we get to this amazing interview let's do it i'm so excited All right. So our next guest is a special one. She's a New York native born and raised in Queens. She's currently completing her MBA in entertainment and media management and is returning to modeling. She's exploring two very different career paths while hyper-focused on personal health and wellness. Recently, she completed 75 Hard, a physical fitness and mental toughness challenge created by Andy Frisella. Not to be dramatic, but it completely changed her life. She's excited to talk about her journey becoming vegan, the importance of meditation and making time for yourself, and tips and tricks for building confidence and self-esteem. And she just happens to be one of my close friends. Welcome on, Avril Crow. Yay! Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk. This is a dream. We are so excited to have you on. It's great. And also so proud of you guys. You guys are really killing it right now, and I'm so so excited to see where this podcast goes oh thank you no seriously though we have like talked about having you on for the longest time so it's so exciting to actually have you here and to get to hear all about your life your journey what you're up to and everything that you're working on because it all sounds so amazing there's a lot but it's all it's all good things all positive and moving in the right direction so i'm excited to talk about it and share what i can you know give to anyone else that may like inspire them to just get after what you want so obviously (laughs) i said i know you and we're friends but for our listeners who may not know you yes we gave you a little intro but tell us just a little bit about you and kind of what's been going on in your life and where you're at now and where you were before Okay, so like you said, I'm completing my MBA, so that's finishing up in the next few weeks, and that kind of stemmed from the pandemic, you know, not really knowing what to do, and like jobs weren't really an option for like entry level, we all know this, 
Um, so I went back to Ithaca College for my MBA in entertainment and media management. And at the time I was really interested in event production right after undergrad. So getting the MBA, I was thinking, you know, I'd go back into events after this pandemic was over and, you know, have this MBA in entertainment specifically so I could work in that space uh, producing events. And my interest in events was more um, brand activations and say like movie premieres, that kind of realm of events. And I actually turned an outlet Oh, excuse me, in LA. Um, I think it was summer of 2019 at an experiential marketing agency and absolutely loved it. So I knew that that was what I wanted to do. And that's kind of like the path that I was on up until recently, things kind of shifted for me. And this is where um, the modeling has come in. And I'm kind of in this limbo of like what do I do do I continue down this path of like the career that I've been building or just jump into this totally new career that's kind of like uncharted waters for me um a little bit like here and there I used to um well I went to high school at LaGuardia High School for dance and I thought I was going to be a dancer I was going to school for dance and things just changed right before I left uh, for college. I decided to go to Ithaca kind of last minute. It was a really random like application. I didn't think no way. Yeah. Um, and I was about to go study dance at a conservatory style school. And then oh. and it changed my mind. And it was mostly because I was like, do I really want like the artist life right now? I don't, I don't think so. Like, let me explore what college can offer and see, you know, where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. I can always go back if I wanted to. Yeah. So I, I've been in the creative space all my life. And when I was say like a teenager or a little bit younger, I used to do like commercials. Like I was in like a Facebook commercial at one point, like a Django commercial. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so random. Wait, let, let's find it. <laughs> Pull it up. Yeah. No, I was on an ABC pilot dancing. I don't even know how old I was or something, but I've always, you know, like I knew about that life and, you know, acting and modeling, whatever it may be like that lifestyle. I definitely touched, like dabbled in it before, um, but school was important to me and I wanted to get my degree. And, you know, once I had that, I knew I'd be like, you know, more solid moving mm -hmm. forward, like if mm -hmm. back or not. Yeah. So that was kind of the journey through college. And then the MBA was definitely something I wanted to do. So that's being completed now. But now, yeah, modeling is kind of, it's kind of just fallen into my lap. Um, mm -hmm. wow. And it's really exciting. Um, it's just, like I said, uncharted waters. You know, how do you decide what you want to do? But um, I'm kind of leaning towards going for it. Um, you need to go for it, Avril. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's funny like how things work out like that. Like my first thoughts as you're explaining everything is like, okay, she's a multi-talented queen. <laughs> like she has done so much. And like, it just seems like you have such a good head on your shoulders that like really lets you pursue what you enjoy, but also like you're, you seem very realistic and like, okay, well, what's really going to benefit me and what's going to work out. And now with like these new things coming into your life, um, I feel like sometimes that just happens in life. Like when you least expect it, something that you've all, it's always been a part of you. It like resurfaces and you're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. um, it 
you know, the whole modeling thing has been in the back of my mind, like since I was like 17, 18 years old. And when I was 17 or 18, I did start modeling a little bit um, in high school. Um, but then I went to Ithaca and I was actually debating leaving Ithaca after the first semester. And I was looking oh, really? at school so I could model and go to school. Mm-hmm. But, you know, realistically, that probably, how could you do both? Like they're both like full-time commitments and you kind of have to decide what you're going to do. And like, it just came down to the decision of what am I going to do? And it was stay in school. So, um, but yeah, it's always been in the back of my mind. And I also like was thinking, you know, what if I'm like 30 and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I should have just like gone for it and like seen what could have happened. But Mm -hmm. that opportunity has laid itself like right in front of me Um, I actually got offered a contract with an agency yeah congrats you um I haven't accepted yet I'm still thinking about it because it's a huge decision Mm -hmm. full-time and I wouldn't you know have a nine-to-five or anything like that which I know myself I couldn't do I'm just not that person and Mm -hmm. I'm a very creative person. I can't be sitting at a desk all day or, you know, that's why the events thing, you're kind of like, you're either on site or you're right. event. like your time is split between, you know, out in the field or, you know, sitting at a laptop. So that's why mm-hmm. I like that kind of um, job. But realistically, I don't think that's like the life for me. So So I wanted to touch upon the whole modeling aspect. I will never forget. I remember having like vivid conversations with you, like sitting in a parking lot in your car and you telling me like, yeah, like I've always wanted to model, but like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think like I would be good enough or I'm like where I want to be at. And there's just a lot of things that were holding you back for yourself internally. And I'd be like, Avril, what are you talking about? Like you were made to be a model. And I was just wondering more of what specifically uh, was holding you back from that within like your own confidence and with your own struggles with yourself. Like I know you've expressed a lot, part of the reason why you did the challenge you did, which we'll get to in a moment, but, mm-hmm. um, could you just tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, definitely the confidence wasn't there. Like I am so much more confident than I was four years ago, even a year ago or six months ago. Um, really the challenge that I did, which was 75 hard, um, I guess I'll just explain that now. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think it was like, it was right after New Year's. I was in Central Park with my friend Jamie. Um, and she was like, listen, I'm going to do this challenge. It's called 75 hard. And for 75 days, you essentially have to complete certain tasks. Um, those tasks are you have to do two workouts, two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outside. The other can be inside or outside, whatever. And is that do. every day? Oh my gosh. Um, And then you have to drink a gallon of water a day, um, read 10 pages of a nonfiction book that's more in the subject of uh, self development. Um, Then what else do you have? Oh, you have to stick to a diet. So I chose to commit to veganism or a vegan diet um, at that point because I had been bopping like back and forth between vegan, vegetarian. I, I wasn't, I couldn't commit to it. Um, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to be taking notes right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> How to become Avril. <laughs> um, so wait, there's a gallon of water, there's the workouts, there's the diet, um, the book, and then you have to take a progress picture every day. 
And I did that for 75 days, maybe a little bit more. Um, and I just like, I don't know, it just like forced you to do what you had to do. And so like before that, I guess I'll be honest, like I would make excuses for like little things like, oh, I don't really feel like working out today or I don't feel like, you know, writing back on that email or something like for school when you just have to do your shit, like just get mm -hmm. it and it's done you can move on and like that's how you just like push through life and that's how you grow and this challenge was just it was really hard also I forgot no alcohol that was like a big thing. Ooh, yeah especially because like you were still involved in with like your like college MBA stuff so like um, I feel like I mean at college like you drink right, right. um so yeah it was it was tough because I couldn't go out basically because mm -hmm. Be not tempted but it would just be kind of weird like everyone's drinking and you just like, have a water and you're like okay you know and people are getting drunk and you're not and it's just like it was just not the environment that I wanted to put myself in mm -hmm. so there was a lot of nights just like home on a Friday or Saturday and I was reading yeah wow <laughs> there's it, actually I want to ask you something sorry there's a quote that I've heard um that people say, which is when getting your shit together gets lonely. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask if like, did that ever apply to you? Like during this like 75 day challenge? Yes, very much so. Um, but through that experience, like definitely in the beginning, like the 30 days, like 40 days, I was like, damn, like this is just, I'm just alone here in my room on a Friday night. And I'm I'm reading my book and I was in bed by like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. Right. <laughs> I was like, wow. I'm grandma, but like at the time, <laughs> I wouldn't change it for the world because now I don't feel like, I don't know, not that I ever really felt lonely, but, mm -hmm. but you know, it's just now I don't rely on anyone for, you know, to hang out. Like, right. I'm like okay like I can do something else and I don't really need to stress over why I don't have this like date in my calendar with a friend or whoever it may be yeah there so you kind of you touched upon like there's different parts of the actual challenge was I'm sure every day was different but was there a specific part of the challenge that was the hardest for you in the sense of like was it changing I mean the the way you ate or was it the having to read was it having to work out every day like what which part of it was the hardest for you do you think and I'm sure it changed throughout but mm -hmm. I think it was probably like the no alcohol because of like the socialization aspect of mm -hmm. it Not that I needed to drink but it just you couldn't I couldn't really like go out and like hang out. Yeah. It was more of like that sacrifice of no bottomless mimosa brunches. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had to sacrifice time with friends to just give it to myself. But in the end, like, I'm so glad I did that because mm -hmm. now I got this really special time to myself that I was able to just work on myself and grow and it made a major change. I don't know. It's just, it was awesome. It was yeah. uh, something I would recommend to anyone. Uh, you know, I did it through the winter and in Ithaca, New York. Mm -hmm. So oh my gosh, <laughs> my workouts were brutal. Like I would get up at like five, five thirty, five forty-five, depending on like what I had that day, um, mm -hmm. go to the gym, do my workout and then come home 
have a coffee and then go on my walk. And I would be walking through like, there was one point I was walking on the South Hill like recreation trail yeah. and there's probably like three feet of snow. And oh I was my, like, what? <laughs> You're like, I gotta get through it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, the, I was the only person out there. It was freezing, but I came home and just felt alive. I was like, wow, I just, I did that. It's done. And now I can just go about my day. And it just gave me this extra boost of energy. Also being sober, it was crazy, like the differences I saw in my body and like how productive I would be. Oh, I can wake up in the morning and do this now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a pounding headache. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just overall, I just felt so much better. Like my skin was so much. I mean, it still is like my skin. Yeah, your skin is glowing. <laughs> Flawless queen. Flawless. <laughs> um, just, yeah, the changes were very much clear about you know how this challenge can help you and so you mentioned the challenge of like going through those like three feet of snow just to get your walk in so I'm wondering when you were having days when you like woke up and maybe there was three feet of snow outside what what motivated you to still complete that day's challenge like do you have any tips for anyone that was like like I know that there was all this snow but I I needed to get that walk in like what made you do that and not just be like I'm just gonna sleep instead yeah um, really just working on self-accountability. If I didn't go, then I would have to restart the challenge from day one. And I did, that was just not an option for me. I didn't make it. An oh, option. that's so, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. If you mess up any of the days, you're back to square one. So I went through the whole thing and my friend, Jamie actually like failed the challenge like twice or something. <laughs> again, did she like, keep starting over? Yeah. Um, Cause I was still doing it. And she was like, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do it. But you know, she was working like a full-time job, like mm. dogs, which we do together as well, which is also a thing to talk about. But um, yeah, it was a lot easier because my schedule at school, I wouldn't start classes till like four o'clock or so. So I really, if you use your time wisely, you're able to really do anything in a day. And back then I was doing so much in a day that now I just, I wake up early to make sure I can get as much as I can in, in a day. So that's why I love routine. And like the fact that mm -hmm. you're part of a challenge, because it really, I think the biggest thing for people who don't know how to start, a lot of it is like doing something that will keep you holding yourself accountable. So I feel like that's really yeah. cool that if you mess up, you'd have to restart. I've never mm -hmm. even think that's about like that. motivating in itself. And the whole point of it, it's not only a physical fitness challenge, but it is mental toughness. And mm -hmm. can you do it? Can you push through and can you accomplish all of these tasks in a day? And I didn't want to fail, you know, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to not drink my gallon of water at the end of the day. Like I would be, come to bed and like be reading and I'm like, damn it. I still have like half a gallon left, but I, I would finish it. <laughs> it's not you start chugging. <laughs> Just like time's ticking. <laughs> but yeah, self-accountability was kind of an issue for me. Like prior, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, to the gym or doing what I needed to do. And yeah. I think that's also part of the modeling thing. I wasn't really ready to commit um, to really just go in on fitness and how I looked and like sacrifice my like social scene or social nights with friends, especially in college. It's like really hard. You mm -hmm. that's just college life. Like, you do your work during the week and the weekends you just are able to spend that time with your friends and it's hard at school to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. 
That's it's, I feel like some without doing a challenge, it was interesting for me in that sense too. Like after leaving Ithaca, like how suddenly when I wasn't drinking every weekend and like partying all the time, like I saw a difference in my skin too. And also like I lost weight unintentionally and I was okay, well, what did I really change about my life? (laughs) And it was just like not drinking as much. It really takes a toll. Like, I don't know. I mean, now I feel like that we're older, we like understand that. But in college, like you don't really get it until you're like 22, 23 and you're leaving and you're like, oh, that was really not great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what college is for. (laughs) Get it out of your system. (laughs) So are you still doing parts of the challenge today or are you completely like kind of done with it or like what is carried over into your life today? Uh, I still work out every day. I don't work out twice a day anymore, but definitely I've been working out probably seven days a week now. So um, yeah, that's for sure sticking. Um, I still drink my gallon of water. Um, I still am sticking to my like vegan diet. I mean, that was kind of, you know, you're supposed to stick to a diet, like not eat like sweets and stuff, which I didn't really anyway. Like I'll now I'll eat like sweets here and there, but now because of modeling, I can't really do that either. So we're back to, you know, the strict diet. Um, but yeah, I still read, I still kind of do everything. Everything's really stuck with me. And I don't think I would let any of it go because it's just so great for you to keep it up. Wow. So when the 75 days were up, cause you mentioned that it, that it like continued a little bit longer for you. Um, what was that transition? Like, of like, okay, now I'm not doing a challenge anymore. Like, what do I like, was it? I need to go get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like approaching my birthday actually. So it was like perfect timing, like when it ended and <laughs> I was like, shots. <laughs> I can have a drink now. And it was almost like a, a reward in the end. Like now mm-hmm. I just like you know have my glass of wine and just chill out with my friends but it was definitely definitely weird I definitely went in on like the greasy food like recently because I had been missing that but mm-hmm. it, I feel like that happens you go through waves but yeah yeah you can't restrict yourself completely because that's no what- no 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 Mm-mm. You mentioned about that you are vegan and there's a lot of misconceptions about what being vegan means could you tell us a little bit about it and how it has gone becoming vegan and everything with that. Yeah. So I'll start from like the very beginning of like how I got into it. So my friend, Jamie, who I mentioned, I mentioned her before, she is a vegan activist um, in New York city and we're very close. We went to high school together. Uh, and we actually didn't become friends until like freshman year of college. Uh, oh, okay. We we're able to hang out and we've been best friends since. Um, But when she got into her vegan activism, I was always hanging out with her and she would be telling me about the meat industry, the dairy industry, and it really turned me off. I was like, oh God, like that is gross. Like if you actually knew the like real facts about these industries, you probably would be sick to your stomach. And it's not really like public knowledge, you know, that that story isn't being pushed out to everyone because it's so uh it's hard to process especially if meat and dairy is a huge part of your life to make that switch and just pull it is it's a difficult transition for some people so um, i think it was my fall semester of junior year i went vegan around like i'd say like october break Mm -hmm. and vegan until up and up until thanksgiving because like my mom had cooked like all thanksgiving dinner or whatever and like there's 
dairy and butter and everything, like all of these dishes. So um, I just went vegetarian because I also wasn't feeling my best and I didn't really know how to cook for myself and like stay vegan and be healthy vegan. Cause you can be really yeah. vegan. There's really, yeah, I was eating yeah. like mac and cheese and like pasta, at, not mac and cheese, but um, when I was vegetarian, <laughs> eating a lot of mac. Yeah. Um, and I was just really unhealthy. Like I lost 10 pounds like throughout that um, transition or like trying veganism, trying vegetarian life and mm-hmm wasn't healthy so I needed to figure out how to get my protein and like all the things that I was missing yeah did you notice a shift in your energy like while like you lost those 10 pounds um during that time I I was just really unhealthy like I wasn't eating great food it was a lot of like pasta and Mm -hmm. I don't even know but I remember the pasta was like (laughs) (laughs) the pasta like (laughs) you're triggered (laughs) Um, so I was like okay I need to figure this out and what I need to be eating so Jamie was a great resource to me and really like helped Mm -hmm. me through and I think that's so important when making a transition to such a change of a lifestyle um you need someone there that can like help you because you can go down a path that makes you unhealthy and you don't want to do that so with Jamie's help, I was able to figure out what worked for me and like what dishes I really liked versus what I didn't like, because I don't, I don't eat a salad every day. Like I, I like to switch it up. Like I'll have yeah. tofu and like whatever else. There's also like lots of, you know, meat-free and dairy-free options now at restaurants even. Um, and it's, it's really accessible and it definitely was a journey, but now I'm at a place where I can cook my meals. It takes me like 10, 20 minutes to cook like my dinner. And it's just, it's quick, it's delicious. And yeah, I mean, the whole other part of like veganism and being vegan is that it's, you know, meat and dairy is so bad for your health. And there's a lot um, of hormones and like antibiotics or whatever else that goes into these animals when they're, you know, Mm -hmm. like in this industry it's it's crazy and it can lead to heart disease it can lead to cancer and a lot of people are sick because of what they eat you know Mm. people don't really think about that as an option of like oh I'm consuming meat all my life and now I have like heart problems at like 50 or 60 years old and it's because of what you fuel your body with Mm -hmm. I guess what I think people and I think you already answered this but people are so scared about this idea of vegan because they think there's nothing to eat. Like, what are you going to eat all day? You've cut out everything. And like you said, like, you don't just eat salads. So I feel like what, where has been a place that you found recipes or resources? I mean, I know obviously you have like a mentor, but where would you recommend if someone wanted to go down this path, where should they be looking? Okay. YouTube is full of vegan influencers, vegan chefs, and their videos are just flawless. Number one. And number two, (laughs) they look amazing and they're just cooking these delicious things and you just have to get creative because I think we're just so used to like oh meat is part of your dinner or you know dairy is part of like how you make this dish and you can there are alternatives and I think it's just opening yourself up to those things that is the hardest part and once you are in the rhythm of like this works for me and I like this dish and I love what I'm eating, then, you know, you're on the path to just being a healthy, great vegan. And um, it's it's also the environmental impacts of meat and dairy are huge. 
and mm. you're learning about um, climate change and global warming, like the animal agriculture industry is never mentioned because if they actually told you the truth about the effects of animal agriculture, you'd be like, oh, well, it is the number one like problem here. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, one pound of ground, like beef is equal to showering for like six months in like the amount of water that is used to, you know, make one pound of beef. Gosh, that's so interesting. And that's something that like people don't talk about or people don't think about. Like, I've never thought about that before. Like I've thought about the health repercussions of like, you know, what you're consuming, but yeah, incorporating the environmental factors that because yeah. if you can, you know, not use your plastic straw anymore and, you know, <laughs> reusable bags all you want, but truthfully, <laughs> it's like what you're consuming on a daily basis. And one person makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Right. One vegan saves 30 animals' lives a year. So mm-hmm. if you think like how many people were able, you know, as a group, like it makes, makes a huge difference when we're in numbers rather than just individuals. Also, like the number one thing is like animals, like it's it's really upsetting that they're treated this way. Like cows, chickens, like all of these animals, like yeah. they have emotion and they feel emotion just like your dog at home or your cat. And it's just, it's really upsetting. And the way that the industry works is like these animals will go to slaughterhouses and mm-hmm. my will go to a slaughterhouse and even in Newark, like she just drives to Newark and like watches trucks come in in the morning and the conditions are horrible. They're sitting in fees and this is what you're consuming. And do you think the industry is like that regulated where that isn't being transmitted into your food? You know, it's definitely a possibility. (laughs) I know it's like really, that's like the real truth about this industry. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, I... I may regret saying this because it's not a full thought out idea, but I do find it interesting. And again, don't want to make this into the conversation, but you know, right now, obviously we're all getting vaccines and there's a conversation about that. Like people are saying, I don't want vaccines. Like, I don't know what's in that, but it's like, we don't, so many people don't even know where their food comes from. And I find like that Mm -hmm. interesting. Like that's what came to mind when you brought this up is I think that regardless if someone wants to become vegan or not, or I think to make those decisions, we need to learn more about probably where our food's coming from and what our impact is on these industries and animals and the cycles of how food is manufactured and created. And I think, I don't know, I just find that fascinating of like, you're actually taking the time to learn where your food's coming from. And I think that's important. I think more people, including myself, and I can't speak for Sierra, but I would would, like to know more about what I'm eating and where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, It's just, it's a moneymaker industry. Mm-hmm. You know, this country is thriving off of it. Also other places around the world as well. And it's not something that will go away. And they also don't want you to know these things because if you did, you'd stop buying the product and mm-hmm. yeah. there's no demand. The supply will, you know, eventually, hopefully um, dwindle away. I mean, <laughs> that's like the goal, right? Yeah. Something that I always thought was interesting, like um, was, how us as humans we're like the only um species is that the right word that like drinks milk from other Mm -hmm. species like how we drink cow's milk and stuff but like cow's milk cows aren't drinking milk from dogs I don't know (laughs) 
Oh God, no! It's I grew up drinking milk, but now I find that so strange. Me too. Like when I like my, one of my brothers drinks like a glass of milk every day. And I'm like, yeah. Oh no, it's so bad for you. It's it's seriously, it's gross. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the estrogen actually that's in cow's milk is meant to feed a calf, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. It's meant to make the calf actually grow to grow into a full grown cow, right? Yeah. And as a human are not supposed to be drinking that like at all and that's another it's linked to cancer and how cancer cells are like would rapidly uh, produce in your body like it's because you're consuming things that aren't meant for you and it's really you know educate yourself on these things because Mm -hmm. as a society we just we think it's normal like oh everyone drinks milk like I should drink milk and everyone eats meat and I should eat meat too until Mm -hmm find out these like facts and like hard truths about what that actually is because then you're like oh damn like I have to make a huge lifestyle change and like are you comfortable with that Mm -hmm. it just it just clicks for everyone like everyone's journey is different I know Jamie like works with her dad on trying to like cut out meat and he's come like so far but it's taken him like four years or so so well that was something I wanted to ask you personally was if you're willing to talk about this is how has though you making these lifestyle choices impacted your circle around you, your family, your friends, like, are they starting to change their own habits or are people saying you shouldn't do that ever? Like, I was just wondering kind of as much as you'd like to disclose how that's impacted the people in your life. Mm -hmm. At first, like my family was like, Oh really? Like you're you're going vegan? Like, okay. Like, like they're supportive of anything I do, but at first there was like, Oh, you know, questioning, like, that's all right, Avril, like whatever, like you healthy person over there. But um, now I've really noticed a difference like in my house, like there's really not much meat anymore. Like I think mm-hmm. my dad is the only one who like drinks whole milk still because I mean, like older people, like obviously it's yeah, hard. They grew up with it. Yeah, it's like a huge change. So mm-hmm. um, my sisters don't drink whole milk anymore and they are leaning towards, you know, not much, not consuming as much meat. Um, my younger sister like loves vegan dishes so I'll like have her cook her food and you know let her taste like all of these different options and then she's like oh actually I really love that tofu you made and yeah it's gross but you can do so much with it you can fry it you could cover it in breadcrumbs and it could be absolutely delicious so Mm. there are ways it's just again it's really the education part and like familiarizing yourself with these new ways of eating and just consuming food, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you take us through a day in your life of eating? Like what you eat for breakfast and like a snack, lunch, dinner, um, just so our audiences can have like an understanding of what it actually looks like. Yes. So breakfast, I always eat oatmeal with cinnamon, almond milk. I put a scoop of uh, protein powder in there, which is also vegan because pr- protein powders are also gross animal stuff. Also, sorry, makeup and like skincare stuff will have the weirdest thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. But um, anyway, back to food and breakfast. (laughs) Um, I'll have oatmeal, like probably put fruit in there, like either berries um, or a banana. And if I'm feeling like I want something sweet in the morning, I'll also put peanut butter in there, which is my favorite. Um, And for lunch, like sometimes I'll have a salad. Sometimes I'll have a smoothie um depending on how I'm how I'm feeling and then for dinner usually it's just like 
some tofu kind of meal. So either tofu with kale and spinach and a tomato or whatever it may be, or um, oh, avocado toast is also a go-to lunch thing for me. Mm, love love avocado toast. Um, but yeah, tofu is generally in my dinner. Um, I don't know. There's also a lot of like plant-based mac and cheeses and um, mm. plant and plant-based sausage I'll get that occasionally not all the time because there are kind of weird things in those two like they're mm-hmm. not plant-based for you either so yeah. I'll just stick to like whole foods generally well that's something also that I've found is I've tried making some lifestyle changes of finding things that were either like plant-based or even down to like to be fully transparent like I don't really like chips that much, but when I have mm-hmm. chips, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go buy those like beet chips or vegetable chips. But it's like, <laughs> you got to be careful because some of these things, they have so many processed things that are actually just as bad for you. And I think that's been my struggle of like, okay, it's like, I want to buy the healthy things, but they're not actually healthy. Like, what? Do, where do I go? Yes. What do I do? Oh my God. I have been wondering the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I generally don't really snack. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just never really have um so I don't really buy like products like that right do you want a snack I would probably like have okay pickles are like my favorite (laughs) I love pickles oh my gosh my my mom bought a giant jar of pickles from Costco yesterday (laughs) oh the huge ones they're literally like (laughs) this big like it looks like you would buy it like at a bodega (laughs) pickles are great I love beets too I put Mm -hmm. beets in my salad um what else? I'm trying to think. Like kale chips are great too. Like there are, you know, YouTube and just like Google. Is right, YouTube. Healthy snacks to make at home. Like mm-hmm. people definitely have something to share. Yeah. Um, yeah, the processed stuff is really like, it's a sticky spot. Because there's scary stuff. They get you with like, oh, it's the healthy option, but they put some crazy mm-hmm. chemicals and stuff that you do not want in your body. Exactly. Um, yeah, you have to be careful because you just don't know. And then the more you're educated, the more like you, you're able to turn around a label and see like, oh, that I shouldn't be eating or this. Right. Is- yeah. yeah. One thing, Absolutely. one thing that I wanted to ask you real quickly, kind of changing topics is I asked you this on the phone, but I think our audience would be uh, very interested about this. Um, we were talking about this the other day, but we noticed that you blacked out your Instagram and took away all images what was the reasoning yes. of this? And could you just tell us a little bit about your mindset with doing is that? Is there a rebranding? <laughs> is a rebranding happening? Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think when I was going through this challenge, um, a lot of things came up for me with just like personal, like, I don't know, realizations of mm-hmm. like what I wanted in life. And yeah. Like, yeah. And you talked about like the mental aspects as yeah. well that came along with this challenge. So with that, I kind of just like hated my Instagram. I never really loved like my, I would like look at it and be like, what I don't like <laughs> any of these pictures. Like, I don't think like they represent me as a person. I even had like one of my friends like look through my Instagram with me and she was like, yeah, if I didn't know you, I would like think you're a completely different person, like based on mm. your I was like, see, like, I don't want that. But Mm -hmm. also, you know, social media is just like fake. So yeah, Mm -hmm. everything on social media is fake. (laughs) Uh, But I decided, you know what? I don't really resonate with these images anymore. Like, I don't think they represent me or, yeah, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. So I just got rid of them. And 
decided to start from scratch. And part of that was because of this modeling thing that I was going after. And part of it was just because I just felt like I needed to restart. And also Instagram has been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Images are like on there from high school. And I'm like, I don't think anyone needs to see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like they will scroll like through your Instagram. And, I like, love a rebranding and getting rid of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm kind of feeling like inspired right now to like do that with my Instagram because I thought about that before, like how I have these photos from like high school that like, I don't know, they that was like me then, but I wouldn't say that's me now. Like I wouldn't want people to look at those pictures and be like, oh, that's Sierra. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying about like, you just want, you want your images and what people see when they look you up to resonate with who you actually are. I feel like if everybody did that, social media would be much healthier. Plus you've done such a transformation. I mean, I feel like you just probably feel like a whole new Avril where you're like that girl that you saw on Instagram. That's not me. <laughs> exactly. I just I'm like those pictures are just not me anymore. And I just didn't want them like so accessible to people because, you know, they can just look whenever and you don't look at them because they're just like at the bottom of your feed. You're not seeing that every time you open your profile. So, yeah. But then like thinking about the people who like are stalking you just like how we stalk like other people. Yeah, it's just, they can see everything. Like the same with Facebook too. Like Facebook has pictures from God. Oh. So yeah, it, Facebook needs to, I need to burn mine. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I needed to just. Um, A good yeah. cleanse. Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you, you talked about, oh, sorry. You, you talked about like just all the different aspects of cleansing um, mm-hmm. today. So with like your health journey and then like just cleansing like your Instagram feed. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what that cleanse has been like um, more mentally regarding like social aspects. Like, did you, because what comes to mind for me when we're talking about like a rebranding and stuff, like, does that mean cutting people out of your life that maybe don't have aren't as ambitious as you or how do you balance that well I would say that I used to really care about like other people and what they thought and like what they thought of my Instagram and who was watching my story like I really would care and I feel like most people do Mm -hmm. um but I've gotten to a point where I'm just like I don't give a fuck anymore like that is completely like my outlook on a lot of things and I don't think it's a negative thing I think it it can be in some aspects if you are doing it the wrong way but it's more like you know this is my life it's really only me and like my family right and Mm -hmm. I don't really care what other people have to think if you spend your time caring about other people you're never going to get what you want and get it done I'm so proud of you oh my god (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. I was a completely different person. Like, wow. I don't know. It's- I remember you saying, like, I, I will never forget, like, looking at you in your car and you saying, like, I don't think I can, like, become a model, John. Like, no one's going to actually, like, think I would be a good model. And, like, what are people going to think? And all these things. And it's, like, so awesome to see your growth now with you being, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I'm going confidence. after what I want. Yeah. It's, yeah, the confidence really like it stems from just like working on yourself. And I think that time that I was able to spend with myself, like those Friday nights and those Saturday nights where I'm like, oh, it's just me. Like, you know what, like what else can I do but sit here with myself and just work on me. And 
the more you focus your energy towards you, like you will see like how your life changes. And I know you hear it all the time because I hear, I heard it all the time. And I was like, oh, I don't know that like really, like how much of a difference could it make? But it seriously does. Um, also, I've gotten into like crystals and crystal healing and using Ooh, love meditate and journal and that has made a huge difference in my life um just taking the time for yourself is crucial like even if it's five minutes a day ten minutes a day Mm -hmm. even myself i don't journal every single day and i don't really meditate like sit down and meditate every day but just being mindful of like how you're feeling and just checking in with yourself throughout the day like makes such a difference Cause I can't speak for Sierra, but I know that's something, um, if Sierra's okay with me saying this, but I know something Go Sierra ahead. and I've talked about in closed doors is that I think we're both people who think a lot about other people and are always putting people above ourselves. And I think like, it's so important for you to make time for yourself and to do things for you. And I think like, that's cool that like this challenge allowed you to not have the distractions of other people's needs or the distractions of going out or a social life and really just focus on your relationship with yourself because that's the setup for all those other aspects to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew that like time needed to be dedicated to just me and myself and working on myself because I wasn't feeling confident. I wasn't feeling Mm. I could like tackle the goals that I had and it was just a sad place to be in because anyone can do it. And it's just all about your mindset. People that are so successful truly believe that they can do absolutely anything. And that's, it's mindset. Um, your brain actually does. Mindset, yes. Yes, yeah. mindset seems like everything. Like I feel like that's been a theme throughout this whole conversation. just like how important that mental strength is and working on that. Um, what I was going to say is that like your brain actually doesn't know the difference between like what is true or false, right? So if you're telling yourself like, oh, I can't do this workout today. I look like shit today. I don't feel good today. You will believe it and you will feel those things. And if you say, I can do this, I can do this. I can do my walk. I can walk in the snow through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get it done. But that's the major Um, change for me like I only speak positively to myself now because before I would be negative like oh my god I have so much work to do I'm so stressed like I was really stressed throughout college like just trying to get work done and between work finding hours to just breathe right like Mm. I experiences that um I created a negative environment and a negative energy like towards myself but now I don't, I don't feel that stress, even though like I'd say underneath it all, like, I guess I am stressed about getting things done, mm-hmm. but I don't, like let it affect me. I'm like, it will get done. Like I know it will. it's not. That's yeah. amazing. What would be like your best advice for someone who's maybe in your shoes right now, or someone who's feeling that and like trying to combat that stress and not let it take over their lives and speak positively themselves. Like what would be your, your biggest piece of advice to someone going through that? So actually one of my best friends is going through a breakup right now and he's been calling me like Avril, I don't know what to do. Like I'm just like hurting and like I just lost a major piece of my life. And I'm like, listen, yes, like you have to accept it. Like this relationship ended, but now like you you kind of close the doors on a chapter and now like new doors have just opened for you. Like you have to be excited. You can't be upset that this ended. Like you have to just look forward 
because looking back is going to do nothing. You can't change that. It's only like the present and the future that you can really mm-hmm. worry about, right? Yeah. So my advice to him and like to anyone else that's going through like a tough time is to, you have to dedicate time to yourself. Like you cannot make an excuse because you will go in circles for days, like in your head, making up scenarios. You need to focus in that energy towards paper, actually go write it down get it out because once it's on paper it kind of like leaves you in some way right oh I need to start journaling it really does and the more it's in your head it's in your head you're going to keep thinking about it over and over again and that oh that's my worst thing is I'll keep things in my head so I'm trying to let go of it yeah me too me too um what I do now is if I like get any kind of like urge to get something out like I immediately go to my journal I'm like I know I have to like write something right now and I need to get it out and then once it's done I'll move on I'll spend five minutes and then I'm like okay moving on get it done Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's really all I can say and it's it's just time for yourself whether it be a five minute meditation whether it be a five minute journal whether it be a 10 minute walk when you wake up in the morning just like get out of bed go outside get air Mm -hmm every day get outside it really gives you this energy that you can't get anywhere else either you know so that's my advice to anyone that's in a tough place and wants to just see like self-improvement also reading great mm. a little escape you know at night I read before bed so it's in a nice uh, headspace and you know you can like sit with that thought while, while you're dreaming yeah <laughs> do you have any like book recommendations or like what sort of genres do you usually go for yeah I gotta start reading me too I'm like give it to me (laughs) (laughs) so I read rich dad poor dad which is about like personal finance and that was a great book it's really popular so um, it's a must read for sure um think and grow rich is another one about finances and money that I do recommend um, I read, I read, uh, you are a badass by Jen Cicero. Which- I feel like I've seen that one around a lot. Yes. Um, loved that book. Uh, what else? The Alchemist is also a great book. It's not really like a self. Right. <laughs> I do love that book. Um, what other ones? There's definitely more, but those are like my re- most recent reads and I do recommend them all. They were great. Yes. Oh, okay. Definitely going to look into those. Maybe we have to start a book club. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, okay. We, I am so proud of everything that you've accomplished. And I, this is like one of my favorite conversations we've ever had. Me too. <laughs> like this, this is, I've learned so, so much. Same. I'm feeling very inspired right now. I'm glad. And seriously, like if you ever need like, you know, a little push, like please just call me and I will mm. at any time. Yeah. I will. I want Avril to be my life coach. Yeah, Avril, please, you have to come back on and just like give us more advice and give us yeah. updates on how to change our lives for the better. <laughs> oh my gosh, please. Just give you a game plan, whatever you need. I got you. Yes. Would you mind sticking around for um, a little weekly wonder segment we do? Of course. Like, let's get into it. Yes. Yay. Yes. So we've been loving the questions everyone's been submitting. Thank you for still submitting even while we had a little hiatus. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. Great questions. So we chose a question this week that we thought um, Avril could help us answer. 
This question was submitted by Novera. So Novera, thank you so much for messaging us and submitting this question. So what she said was, I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while. I have music, a distributor, and a possible idea set up. However, I can't get myself to put it out there. Can you please give me some advice? So we thought we could take that question and kind of just like rope it into our discussion of you're wanting to start something and it's something new and it gets you out of your comfort zone. So obviously going through this with like getting into really getting into the modeling. So what would be our advice for people to, you know, push themselves out of their boundaries, do that thing they've been dying to do and just not care what people think. I think, well, just for starters, I mean, as like an entrepreneur of like starting my own companies and going after my music career and us with this podcast, I mean, Avril has mentioned this multiple times, but the first and foremost thing you have to do is just like a mental thing of not care what people think and go after what you want, which seems very simple, but it's a very hard first step. And then for me, the biggest thing I, if I could recommend is like educate yourself on whatever you're trying to go after, whether that be in a podcast space or a music space, or I mean, Avril, you can talk about modeling, but Mm -hmm. I think that educating yourself and immersing yourself in that area or career and trying to learn as much as you can um, to better propel yourself um, and making business plans or making goals for yourself and writing them out and finding the people to connect with to make those goals happen. Like, I just think it's a chain reaction, but it starts with being like, I'm going after this and I'm not going to care what people think. Yeah, absolutely. I think something that always sticks with me when I'm going through something like this is to look inside myself and ask myself if what I'm doing is satisfying my dreams. Because Mm -hmm. obviously we all have dreams. We all have goals, whether they're subconscious, we know what we want to do. And if putting that podcast out or launching that modeling career, if, if that satisfies your dreams, do it. Because if you're, you know, if you're not doing it, you're probably going to regret not doing it more than you regret, you would regret going for something that satisfies your dreams. And that's something that, um, I thought about too, when I was like applying to jobs and like figuring out what career path was suited for me, just looking internally to say, does this like, is this what I want to do? Does this make me happy? Is this going to make me a better version of myself? And then just putting that like side judgment away and just really focusing on what I want to do and what's going to make me satisfied in the future and feel like I really lived up to my full potential. Yeah. I also think that one of the biggest pieces of advice that someone gave me, and now I give this to everyone. I think I've even said this to you, Sierra, about something is remembering that your journey is your own journey. And -hmm. I think we are, especially with social media, whether that be, you know, if you're trying to get a podcast, you're looking at other people's podcasts, like, oh, they get so many, you know, subscribers, or they have this many followers or whatever career you're going in. There's always comparisons, but you have to remember that your journey is your own. Maybe you will become the next big podcast the next big model in a second, or maybe it'll take you 10 years, but your Mm -hmm. journey is your own. And I think it's important to just stay on the hustle and not let that get in the way of like, well, this person did this, or this person's doing this. Well, you're your own person and you'll get to your goals if you just keep going after it. Exactly. I think um, leaving your comfort zone is Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. part, but you kind of just have to like, deep dive into the deep end of the pool and just see what it's like you will never know it's time to swim <laughs> time to sw- <laughs> it is. um you just won't know until you try and like that's mm-hmm. how modeling um i've like kind of come to the decision to just go for it because 
it's like now or never the opportunity is there and I just need to send it <laughs> and see what happens but yeah, yeah. comfort zone is crucial for growth number one like you'll you'll learn so much and if you if you stay in the nine to five or stay in that like unhappy place in your life like you will stay there for the rest of your life yeah plus, make those changes plus Absolutely. something avril you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation that i wanted to touch upon but it just kind of got lost in the conversation was I think that a big thing that you have to learn when you're going after anything, like for instance, this person wants to start a podcast or whatever career path you may go on is learning to adapt. And you've had to do this so many times with you, like you said, like you wanted to be a dancer. Then it was like, let me go to school. Then it was, okay, do I want to be a model? Let me get my MBA, this, this, this. I think like so many things I've done where even like within my own like business career of like entertainment and songwriting and singing like it may not be the way you thought it would be but be open to the process and just adapt and maybe I'll get back to where you want or it might be like I, I think yeah, it's good to have goals mind. but being open mm-hmm. yeah you Absolutely. have you just don't know like where is the opportunity going to come from it can come from left field and you were looking right ahead like you just didn't see it coming and you have to just be prepared really have for- you always been good at adapting or is that something that you just I guess so. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because it seems yeah, like you just kind of like adapt, <laughs> which right. is awesome. I'm a very like, go with the flow person. I don't really like the strict, rigid type of mm-hmm. schedule or life or routine. So I, yeah. like, I thrive in those environments. Other people may not. So that yeah. would be weird, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so if you are a strict and rigid person, I'm not the person to talk to. But <laughs> Um, yeah, I just try to like, go with the flow and like not stress so much, which I that advice could apply to someone who's you know used to a routine. Is yeah. trust the process because yes. what's meant for you will come to you, but you have to let it come. Like if mm-hmm. you are restricted to accepting new things and new opportunities, like they will just bounce off of you and you won't see them. So you have to be open, like Sierra said. Yes. I feel like that just comes back to, I know we hear it every single day, but like that everything happens for a reason. Yes. And when opportunity comes knocking, not to turn it down because of your fear and to like take advantage of those opportunities, because if it came to you, it came to you for a reason. And like something is supposed to come out of that. And like, I know we kind of talked about, um, we talked about how you are into like crystals and like, I firmly believe in energy in the universe and like that there's like an energy guiding us towards everything. Like there's a magnetic force and that if something is presented to you and like while it may seem like whoa where did this come from there's a reason and there's something sending it your way I think also something like going off what you just said Sierra was I think like specifically for this person who asked this question like if you already have the music a distributor possible ideas and all that for a podcast Mm -hmm. I think a big part of like the energy and everything is being okay and this also has to do with adapting being okay that like not everything has to be perfect. Like, just go for it. Like when we started this podcast, yeah, we're not, we're still a mess. I mean, we we're can barely get on Zoom out. today to record this. And I yeah. think it's like, you know, like Avril, like maybe you did a photo shoot and you didn't think you did the best poses or the best whatever, but you adapt and you learn. So it's like, if you have an idea or a passion, go for it. It won't be perfect at first, but that's good. That means the next time you go to do something or the next episode or the next photo shoot, you'll be killing it and killing it and better and better and better. And that's something I think is important that people don't talk about a lot. I don't know about you guys, but 
And that's actually something I struggle with. Like I get hesitant when something's not like perfect and ready to go. And I had that learning experience this week. Like I got called into an agency on Wednesday to have a meeting at 11 a.m. I found out on Monday and I was in Ithaca and I was like, oh my God. Shoot. I'd been eating like shit that week. I was like, I'm going to look horrible. Like, what do I do? Like, maybe I'll tell them I'm out of town. Right. And my roommate's like, absolutely not. No, like, no way like you have to go someone's knocking on the door after i'll open up that's also positive reinforcement like of your friend to be like go do it when like you're self-doubting exactly so i was i was like "Mm, maybe i'll just wait till next week like no there's no waiting you just have to go do it and yeah now now is the moment now is the time to do it you just Mm -hmm. gotta do it and is this the one that like is working out like they offered you they made you an offer so yeah, they offered me a three-year contract. Oh my God! Yes! for Avril. Oh, my so queen. deserving. You literally like work your butt off. Like mm-hmm. this is just so deserving. So I, I'm pretty sure I'm saying yes to yeah. contract. And yeah, it's just full time. And it's really like spur of the moment, you know? Like for example, um, this week, my booker texted me hey like are you free to see a client before five o'clock and it was three and I was like oh yes <laughs> like, I'm in Manhattan like I'll run right over um yeah. that's just like the life it is and you you have to be prepared to go always being on like, mm-hmm. I, like, I don't think what I'm wearing is like appropriate to see a client but he was like no it's fine just go like you know just oh please it. Avril you make everything fashion you could show Hell up in yeah. like a trash bag we'd be like fashion model <laughs> <laughs> me and john start wearing trash bags. <laughs> yeah we're, we're gonna do that next podcast <laughs> well okay so you mentioned that you had like a friend that was really supportive of you so that kind of leads into a game that we want to play which is inspired by you and it's called model behavior what's the game all about sierra <laughs> so we thought since our favorite model is here we would play this fun game so basically what we're gonna do is go through just some like behaviors of someone in your life could be like a boyfriend or a just a friend anyone and if it's a do or don't for you like if it's something that would like you're like okay I can work with it or if you're like "Mm -mm, not it and we can talk not the model friend I want (laughs) yeah not the model friend so model behavior of any friend relationship okay so getting right into it first one of being a bad texter oh um I don't really know if this one affects me too much, but if it's been like a whole day, then I'm like, okay, like I know you saw the text, so you could get back to me. Um, it's just rude. Yeah. To, um, but in general, like I do understand people are busy, and mm. I am a culprit of the bad texting too. <laughs> so I can't get that mad. I, I feel like you're pretty good though. With certain people. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're worthy, John. <laughs> just like I see the message and like I sometimes I forget and there's like, yeah on my phone like I'll get to you but yeah I'm I'm also a bad texter at times I can't really we all have our moments yeah, we all have like our busy moments um but I feel like 
Yeah. When it comes to bad texting, I feel like personally, it would be hard being in a relationship with oh. someone who was like a really bad texter, or just really bad communicator in general, because I hate like something that just gives me anxiety is like the wondering of like, how do they feel about me? Or like what's happening or why haven't they gotten back to me? So right. I like, luckily my boyfriend is good at it, but like, I need someone who is like in communication and like in touch throughout the day. And like, just so we're like on the same page. <laughs> I'm definitely more of a phone call person. I mean, I like texting, but I would just need to be with someone like, there's some people who aren't good at phone calls or text that for me, it's like, we can't do that. Like I I'm gonna need my significant other to at least call me or text me something. We need to be yeah. in somewhat communication. <laughs> yeah, if it's more like a boyfriend, like a significant other, type relationship then yes I would kind of feel like offended if you're not getting back to me <laughs> yeah but that'd be concerning <laughs> you know you just start like you go to you go down a path of like thinking like you know what's wrong like did I say something or yeah. feeling it today like what's what's the deal and it truthfully isn't your problem <laughs> like it's just yeah. not responding and not communicating so so here's one that's a little juicy. Mm. And this I feel like would relate more to a friend. But what about someone in your life that hook up that hooked up with your ex? Oh, oh my God, this like is <laughs> Did that happen? Are you to about you? to be like, oh, last week? Um <laughs> last week, like literally. We could skip this question if you would like. Real fresh. Um we'll but... go to a new one. We'll go to a new one. <laughs> so oh, God. We'll just go to a different question. Yeah, I feel Ask like, away. <laughs> yeah. Do you not do you not want us to talk about that? No, I don't care. Like Oh. Okay. Then let's talk about it because I feel like it's yeah. interesting. I just I mean I won't go into detail really. What's um, his yeah. name? <laughs> What's their address? <laughs> no, it was just a I yeah, I don't okay. I'd say like a year ago, I'd probably be like so upset and like, oh my god, like how could they, they do this? It was like both of them, obviously. Like, mm -hmm. it was a friend and my ex, and like, I was confused, like how that even happened because I was so close with this girl. Um, but you know, they're both just not in my life anymore, and like, it's very simple. Like, if you're going to treat me like that, you don't deserve to be in my life. So that's all I have to say, you know, yeah. like, there's no apology. You did what you did. And that's that. It's like, it was, it's just crazy. But it's so funny you asked that question. Is that like, just yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Sadly I, funny. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I know that that's, that's a wild. Like I can't imagine like, because if someone is doing that to you, obviously, I mean, maybe it's because we're thoughtful people. So we like think like we would never do that, but then to have someone do that, it's like, okay, obviously they don't care about me that much, even though they say they're my best friend or like an ex who like, obviously there was something there, but now I would be so hurt. <laughs> and I feel like maybe that person should have communicated with you being like, like, unless like this person's at all, not in your life or you haven't talked in years. Like, I feel like you owe it to your friend to be like, Hey, I'm kind of feeling this for this person. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, we were like best friends. And like, this what? is all behind my back. Like, some best friend. What? I was like, I was like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you know, because they were being weird and like, they were like, nothing. No, nothing's going on. I was like, right. Okay. Like, I can see. Like, I'm not fucking stupid. Like, I know what's going on. But they just wouldn't tell me. And then, all came out in the wash and um yeah I mean I don't need that 
Uh, no. Yeah, that's something like John has said this to me before with like situations where friends haven't been good friends and like have done sketchy things. And John, you've said to me like how you don't always need to like make a huge deal of it, but just take a note and like know that, okay, that's not the person that I'm going to trust. That's not the person I'm going to go to if I'm going through something. Like I remember that, you know? Yeah, like when the true colors are shown, you have to believe them. Like, I know you want to give people like the benefit of the doubt, especially if you're a good person with a big heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you just have to protect yourself, really. And that's like a lesson that I've learned. Like over- Those red flags, they're always there and you have to pay attention to them. Relationships, friendships, even family, like there's those red flags and you either got to communicate them, cut them out or no, like, like Sierra just said, mm, that person's not going to be the person I'm yeah. going to be that close with. Cut I'll see them, them, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you should take it and mm-hmm. because that's them they're not going to change so right yeah. okay here's another one someone who copies you so i guess this would be a friend like fashion or trends or something you're doing um I don't think I've really experienced this one since like yeah but you're about to become the biggest model and everyone's gonna be copying I know you. everyone's gonna be copying <laughs> you very soon <laughs> um, I mean I don't mind like to do what you gotta do. <laughs> like, it's flattering. Yeah, yeah copy is the biggest form of flattery. Plus, who doesn't right? like matching? Sierra and I match all the time by accident. <laughs> by though, accident. But... Yeah, I don't really mind that. It's really everyone can do what they want to do, and I'm not gonna judge you for copying or just you know. I think it's mm-hmm. that inspiration from other people. You know, I mean, if it's like, seriously like copy paste like that's a bit weird but yeah so our last one is this kind of relates back to the whole thing about like having good friends in your life is what about someone that was in your life who talks a lot very negatively about other people in your life or your other friends like what do you think about that um yeah I'm not a fan of that because negative energy negative Yes, and we don't want that so I don't know personally I wouldn't say anything I would just kind of like keep my distance and know that that person is negative and obviously they have their own problems that they're dealing with and you know you don't really need to get involved in someone else's problems like right they have their own issues that they need to work through and you don't need to you know spend time or energy around that yeah. Right, it'd be like, oh, you have a I problem agree. with that person? Maybe you should talk to that person. <laughs> yeah. I probably wouldn't say it straight out. I'm more of like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, take my space. And- mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm like that too with friends. Like I I personally, I mean, I don't have a lot of friends who do that because I don't really like people like that who like are always talking about like other people to you because then I would just assume that like they were doing that about me to my other friends I think that's awful yeah and (laughs) at this age like we kind of you know sorted through all of those like Mm -hmm. issues problems like throughout the year so like at this point if there are people around that still do that they need to go (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. completely agree if you're wasting your time talking about other people the whole time of your life or like if I'm at dinner with you and the whole time we're just talking to other people like that's not a conversation that I think helps anyone and that's just 
mm -mm, we don't yeah, want and, that. Unless we're talking about like the Kardashians or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. What happened with Chloe? Yeah. <laughs> What's in their drama? We gotta talk. I mean, we all we're humans. We're gonna talk about things, but I just mean like you don't want to be talking shit twenty four seven about people. Like maybe let's talk about like oh, what are you like watching or how is your life? Yeah. How are you? Doing? Like, let's get back to how are you doing rather than how someone who someone else is doing let's get how's back to that oh true. trademarking that yeah we oh merch let's have that <laughs> but oh avril this was so amazing having you on we love I, you. oh my gosh yes we love you so much i absolutely adored this conversation this i feel like this was one of our best episodes yes, conversation wise happy that you had me on and i was so happy to talk everything I could talk about and I wanted to also just publicly say Avril you've always been so supportive of me and like had deep talks with me so I just want to say thank you like you're a true person like Avril is one of those people she's a real one she she's a real one thank you guys uh well yeah okay so Avril where can people connect with you you just you know Avril is back to posting Instagram everyone so mm -hmm. you gotta get those Check it out. posting the craziest the photos we're obsessed yes oh my god you're, you're you broke the internet like <laughs> no not yet not yet <laughs> a humble queen <laughs> yeah follow me on instagram it's just avril crow c-r-o-w-e there's an e at the end yes e <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's it i'll probably get on tiktok soon because i mean yes I yes you have to so, exciting that's the place to be yeah, watch out for those TikToks. I'll be doing. No, I won't be doing those dances. I just can't. You'll be doing like the. the wait, you were a like, dancer. You're the one who yeah, needs wait. to be doing it. You should be teaching us. <laughs> I won't be doing those. I mean, watch me in like a few weeks. Because... I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be on my TikTok <laughs> and text be like, you, being like Avril. Like you literally just got like four million views on a dance that you said you never do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Manifesting it. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. I feel like you could make cool TikToks too at like photo shoots or something. Like I love those ones. Behind the was like the below angle and it like goes around them and they're like. I mean, so I'm basically, what Sierra's <laughs> saying is, please hire us to yes. film you while you shoot. Oh my god! Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you again, Avril. So everyone, make sure you download, subscribe, follow, rate, and review. And most importantly, Sierra, what does everyone need to do? tell everyone you know about this podcast and stay tuned because while we have been um, a little bit on a hiatus with our insanely busy schedules we're getting back into it we know you missed us we missed you too but we're back and make sure to stay all up to date on everything what about it by following us on instagram and tiktok at what about it podcast and twitter at what about it underscore pod we promise things will be coming there um, <laughs> <laughs> you can make sure to stay up to date on all things i guess me <laughs> i don't know that was a weird transition but you can follow me on instagram at john flynn music and you can stay up to date with all things me <laughs> at sierra morbido okay well that's all we have for you again thank you avril and we'll see you guys at the next episode <laughs>